Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Uh, after you go back and look at the film, if you already looked at the film, uh, Coach, how do you explain the the run defense? How surprised were you that the Rams were, be, were able to be that successful against you guys throughout the entire game? Well, uh, I think the first thing you have to give the Rams credit. Uh, they won 13 games. They're a really good, a really good football team. A uh, really good offensive football team, and they ran the ball fairly consistently throughout the year. Uh, people have a little bit of a misperception that they're a passing team, and you know they're really a running team first, and and that's really what drives their engine. And, and they get a lot of their play action stuff in the passing game off of that. Uh, so we knew it was going to be a heck of a challenge, and uh, you know unfortunately uh, we didn't do a good enough job. And and you can look at all three levels of our defense. Uh, they did a good job blocking our down guys. They did a good job getting to the second level. And, uh, and they just consistently ran the ball against us. And, uh, you know, you have to give them credit. Uh, you know, one of the best things we've done on our team all year long is play run defense. And it's really been the engine behind our success on the defensive side of the ball. And unfortunately, it wasn't good enough the other night. Some of the uh, Rams after the game coach said, well, we knew what the Cowboys were going to do 90% of the time. We could tell when they were going to stunt or not stunt, right or left hand on the ground. Uh, is that something uh, that stands out to you, or is that pretty typical in terms of tells and scouting and analytics? Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, you know, uh, the teams are so well studied, uh, and uh, you know what teams do on offense, studying opposing defenses, and what teams do on defense, studying opposing offenses. The same thing in the kicking game. You know, that goes back uh, a long way, and we spend a lot of time, you know, looking at the same kinds of things. And, uh, and really what you're trying to do is complement those looks. You know, oftentimes you'll have a tendency on your team and you'll say, hey, when they're in this formation or in this alignment or this whatever it is, they do this a lot. And so it's, inc- it's incumbent upon you uh, to recognize what that is, what that tendency is, and then play off of it and, and, and then do something that, that is able to attack, you know, maybe a defense or an offense when they're playing for that particular thing. So, you know, that, I think that's pretty prevalent throughout the league. I think you have those things each and every week. And, and uh, again, hopefully you want to take advantage of them and then take advantage of the compliments and, uh, and attack them on the other side of the ball. So, uh, you know, again, give them credit. They did an excellent job running the football, and, and they deserve to be in this NFC Championship game. Jason Garrett, join us here at 105 through the fan. Uh, the fourth and one play out of the third quarter timeout. Uh, you know, I think sign of a great play is one that you would run again. Uh, did you think, would you run that play again in that same situation? Well, obviously it didn't work for us. Uh, we were successful on the fourth downs in the game. I think we converted uh, four out of five of them if you count the penalty uh, at the end. So, you know, it's a situation that, that, that we've been in a lot this year and, and, and I think for the most part done a pretty good job uh, of it. That play has been one that we think is good. It was good earlier for good for us earlier in the game. It's been good for us in that situation a lot. Uh, it's given our guys a chance at the point of attack to have a double team and another double team and then and then give give Zeke an opportunity to go make a yard. So, you know, unfortunately that one didn't work out. They did a good job, you know, uh, defeating us up front on some blocks and, uh, and, and not really giving us a chance to, you know, come off the ball and move it and, get, and give Zeke a real good opportunity. And, again, give them credit. Uh, you know, when it doesn't work out, you always reflect back, hey, could we have done something differently? But, you know, oftentimes – uh, when you go to your signature plays that have been so good for you, typically they work out. So in that case, it didn't. Uh, when when you guys scored in the fourth quarter uh, with about a little over two minutes to go, uh, you decided to kick the extra points instead of going for two. What was the thought process? Was there any thought of going for two there? 
Oh yeah, that's an age-old question. Uh, you know, in that situation, when you're when it's in that case, it was uh, it was 32 to 21. And so if you go for two there and you miss, you've really ended the game uh, for all intents and purposes. So what you try to do, in our opinion, is you try to you make it a one-score game. You make it 30-22, to 22, and now you have an opportunity to come down the other way to, to make a stop, go score a touchdown, and make the two-point conversion. So that's really the thought process. People argue that thing you know, time and time again as to what you should do. But with that much time in the game, uh, it was going to be only one more possession that we had, and we just felt like that was the best thing to do. Is that the same thought for the onside kick, too? Well, the onside kick is we're above two minutes, and, and we also had the three timeouts. So it was going to be a field position game coming back the other way. It wasn't like we needed a field goal. We needed a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you go for an onside kick and you miss it, you're really canceling 30, 40, arguably 50 yards of field position that you're going to have to win back uh, in that situation at the end. And you will have to have used your timeouts. Uh, to get the ball back. So uh, we just felt like it was better above the two-minute. You're going to get a stop there. You're going to get an opportunity to stop them three more times. So, you know, let, let's let's keep that field position. Let's keep that 40 yards. Assuming we get a stop, we get the ball back because we have to go all the way to score a touchdown. The numbers this year, Coach, showed that it's only an 8% chance of recovering that onside kick 0-2 in the postseason. Have the new adjustments that the league has made with onside kicks factored in uh, to your guys' decisions with them? Well, I don't know that they factored in in that particular case. Uh, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, we would do that again regardless of what the rules are. You know, again, with the two-minute warning and with the three timeouts and with the fact that we need a touchdown and that field position was going to be so important. So I think we probably would have argued it the same way uh, regardless. But, but having said that, there's no question that the onside kick uh, has changed. and It's much more challenging to get them now. And, uh, you know, teams will study that, that situation hard in the offseason and try to find ways to be more successful at it. But the rules are such that it makes it that much more difficult. Jason Garrett right here on 105.3 The Fan. Your thoughts either during or after on the uh, play that was whistled dead where Leo Collins ended up wrapping up Dak? Well, it was a curious play. Uh, there's no question about that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, ultimately that's what they called. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I've seen one called like that uh, very often, uh, particularly with our quarterback who makes those plays over and over again. I mean, that's one of his strengths, his ability to escape and get away. Um, but I don't know what they saw on that particular play. Uh, we'll probably get an explanation here at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's about what we do as players and coaches, and, you know, the officials really had nothing to do with the outcome of this game. What did they explain to you in the game? Uh, did they say anything? Just that they thought he was in the grasp. And, um, again, I don't know exactly what angle they had or how they saw that particular play, but that's how they described it. Coach, what was the uh, Sean Lee plan? It seemed like he got uh, more action than the previous weeks with Van Der Esch sometimes over on the sideline. Uh, what was the plan for Sean on, on Saturday and, and how it worked with Leighton? Well, the, the plan for the last couple of weeks has been to give him an opportunity to come in uh, in the third quarter, uh, excuse me, in the third series of the first half and then just see how it goes from there and then similarly have a plan for him I think it was the second series of the second half and and and, and that's kind of the approach you're taking going in but then so much happens during the game that you alter those plans you know the week before we only had you know 22 snaps on defense in the first half they hit three three and outs to start the game 
So, you know, up until about halfway through the second quarter, our defense had played nine snaps. So the idea that we're going to take Leighton out and have Sean go in, you know, give him a rest, give him a blow, that kind of a thing, it just didn't make any sense. So he got fewer snaps. In the, he really didn't get any snaps in the first half of that game and then got fewer snaps in the second half. Situation was a little bit different in this game. They were driving the ball more. They had some extended drives. There were some more snaps for our defensive guys to play. And Sean's such a good football player, and he went out there and played more than he did. And, uh, you know, it, it's a really good group that we have there, as you guys know. And, you know, each of those guys, when they get snaps, they typically do productive, positive things for us. Jason Garrett joins us here at 105 through the fan. The four teams left, they're the four highest scoring teams in the league. We're based a, a run-based team on defense and thrown in there, and these teams are throwing it all around the field. Is that do we aspire to is is are you is this team capable of being a throw it around type team and and putting up thirty points a night? Well, I think if you look at those teams, uh, I would make the argument that they're very complete teams. Uh, they're they're the best teams in the league throughout the year, uh, highest seeded teams, and. Uh, you know, each of those teams had home field advantage uh, for the divisional game, and they earned it because of what they did. And, and I would argue they're complete teams. Certainly, they're very good throwing the football. Each of those teams uh, has, has they have very productive quarterbacks. Uh, but I would make the argument that each of them, you know, for the most part, run the ball very well. You know, we talked earlier about the Rams. The Rams are really a run-first team and a play-action team. You know, New Orleans the same way. If you look at their numbers, they run the ball a lot. That, that's that's a big part of it. New England in the game the other day, Sony Michelle. You know, a big mm-hmm. part of their game is running the football. And uh, you know, they're just, they're just complete teams. They play well on defense. They're good in the kicking game. So that's ultimately what gives you a chance to to get to this point. There's no doubt they're very good passing teams. There's no doubt they're very prolific uh, throwing the ball. They're very prolific scoring points. I think if you look at those guys, uh, they have uh, really uh, two of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game, uh, New England and and New Orleans, and two of the best young quarterbacks coming up in Kansas City and L.A. So uh, they certainly do an excellent job throwing the ball and scoring points. But I would make an argument their environment is really, really good around them. Their ability to run the football and play good defense has allowed them to have the kind of success they've had. Jason Garrett, every Monday, Sean and RJ recapping the season, 105.3 The Fan. Would you label this year a success, Coach? Were you, were you happy and satisfied with the way it all unfolded? Well, I, you know, I really don't get into the labels, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, there's no question we did a lot of really positive things with a young football team, and I think we learned a lot. Uh, I, I think this group that we put together uh, and, and the guys that we had playing – learned a lot in the early part of the season about what it takes to win ball games on a consistent basis in the NFL. And we had some obstacles we had to overcome and some young guys played. And I think, you know, as the season went on, I think we had just a lot of really good learning experiences. And, and we got to a point where I think we understood that better. Uh, you know, uh, not only the preparation, but just, you know, what happens over the course of a ball game and the mental toughness required. It never was anything about effort. I mean, everybody was into it 100 miles an hour each and every day, but it was just the understanding that you're going to have ups and downs and you have to play through those things. You have to play through success and play through adversity within a ball game. And we did that really as well as any team we've had around here in a while. Just the mental toughness to be able to keep going, keep fighting, do what you need to do to win ball games. So I think that was a very positive thing for our team and something we can build on in the future. Coach, it looked like as the year went on, Dak got better, uh, you know, passing over the middle, downfield a little bit more. How, how are you um, 
with where he is as a player right now, how he progressed this year? Oh, he does so many great things for our team and has such a positive impact on our team in so many ways, you know, with his performance, uh, but also with his leadership and how he guides this team. Uh, there's no question every area of his game can improve and must improve, and he'd be the first one to tell you that. And, and I do think, you know, as he got more comfortable with the guys around him and as a, the, the lineup kind of solidified around him that he knew Amari was going to be out there, he knew Gallup was going to be out there, he knew Cole Beasley would be out there, and uh, I just think he became more and more confident in those guys his willingness to cut the ball loose. And I think the development of the tight ends and his confidence in them then grew over the course of the year as they played together more. So I think all that stuff fits together. Uh, but again, uh, he's as hard a working guy as we have in our building, and uh, there's, there's no one who's more driven to get better than he is. Coach, do you expect Scott Linehan to return? Uh, I do. Uh, you know, we don't anticipate any significant changes uh, on our staff. Obviously, we're still evaluating everything on our football team. It's still 36 hours after the ball game. But, uh, you know, we're going to keep kind of, you know, trying to grow uh, as a staff and as a football team. And we'll evaluate what we did and, and just keep trying to get better. How positive do you feel about the possibility of Coach Richard returning, even though uh, there were some other interests out there in him? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, obviously, Chris has done an excellent job for us, and you know that 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 interest from other teams is warranted. Uh, his impact on our team has been significant, and he went through that process, interviewing with, with some of those teams last week. And we'll just see how all that stuff plays out. And of course, you are coming back, correct, Coach? I'm certainly excited about the challenge, yes. (laughs) Jason Garrett with us every single Monday throughout the entire season on 105.3 The Fan. Coach, we appreciate it uh, yet again. You're always uh, great with your time, and uh, we appreciate the honesty and the answers every single week that you deliver, and we thank you for coming on for another year. Well, uh, I'm so appreciative of you guys. Uh, I, I really enjoy this, and you do a fantastic job really uh, sharing with our fans everything about our team. And you do it in such an honest way with with great integrity, and I always enjoy our visits. Thank you, Coach. Congratulations on a very nice season. Okay, guys. Happy New Year to you. Back at you. Jason Garrett.